Hey everyone, it's Jess from Daydreams and Tea. Every week I'll be dropping a new episode, so make sure you hit that follow button and join the party. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, and welcome to Daydreams and Tea. I'm back on the podcast for this new episode, and we're going to talk about something I just am so passionate about, and that is food and cooking. I was feeling apprehensive to, to, I guess, talk about this, even though the podcast is really like anything goes, like any topics that come to mind. Cooking and food is something that I really enjoy doing. I know it's not for everyone. Well, food is for everyone, but in the sense that, you know, the cooking factor, um, not everybody enjoys cooking. Some people just like eating out and things like that. I've been always really passionate about food. Um, so I really want to bring back a new episode um, really about healthy living, cooking, and food, and some tips that can really level up your cooking and kitchen game. And it's been a while since I've been on the pod, mostly because really summer was a really fun time. Did a little bit of um, trips here and there, quite busy, and and also kind of like creatively, I've been hitting a plateau, so I'm not always certain what to talk about. Um, you know, I really would like to bring on friends or other guests as well, but I haven't had really much of a creative energy happening for some reason. Usually I'm like really on it about ideas, but I've just hit a plateau. So I'm back anyways, and I'm ready to jump into things. I got my go-to tea with me, which is my Red Rose English breakfast, you know, with that little splash of 2% milk. It just hits all (laughs) what I need right now to start my day. Um, I always kind of start my day with a tea as well as a tea at night. Uh, I try try to really stick to only two because further than that, like, it's just a little too much caffeine. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are coffee drinkers who... You might not think you're like addicted to caffeine or need it, but I'm sure your body, like if you try like cold turkey, it will be like in shock. (laughs) I know for myself, like whenever I was traveling, like for long periods of time in my life and I didn't have like a certain tea brand or like, I know that that little, that tea that really hits good, (laughs) I would start to really crave it and stuff like that. Um, And that's tea. So I can imagine with coffee and other things that you know, you tend to miss if it's not around. So before we get into our discussion today about, you know, food and cooking and all that, I just wanted to say a small disclaimer that by no means am I a dietitian, uh, a doctor, professional chef, or any of, of, of that, you know, stuff. It's literally, these are just some things that I have found that I, that I enjoy or that help me, some tips and tricks, um, some of my habits. Uh, that I do for cooking and shopping for food and things like that, that I think that could be helpful for maybe you guys. So just to let you know, again, not a professional dietitian or chef, but really think that, you know, maybe this advice could help you out. I am a self-identified foodie, is what I like to say. Um, I enjoy cooking, but I know that it's not the case for everyone. I have a lot of people in my life who really don't like cooking, Some like baking. Um, I really do. 
I'm on the side where I think baking is kind of different than cooking. Cooking is more fun and experimental um, and you can get away with a lot of things versus baking. It's a lot of uh, chemistry with things. You have to be really precise in order to get things right. Um, so I definitely prefer cooking aspect, but I can do both. But I know a lot of people, um, cooking is either challenging or just not fun. So um, I hope like some of these tips can really help. I learned personally how to cook when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And I've been making full on meals and dishes since that time, since 11 or 12. So I've been doing this for a super long time. And I'm lucky enough to also not have any dietary restrictions or allergies. Um, I don't have, you know, some, some people might, might experience or have celiac disease or lactose, you know, la need lactose-free products, things of that, of that nature. So on, for me personally, I don't have any of those allergies or um, def like deficiencies in, in a certain food group or like mineral. So I pretty much can plan out any meals and cook whatever I want. I do enjoy like whole food diets. So like for the most part, I eat a lot of healthy and fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, I also eat quite a bit of protein. I tend to only stick to like eggs, fish and chicken, but I do like beef and pork and I do like eat those things and seafood. I'm a really, I eat a lot of different foods. I'm a very curious person when it comes to foods. I love all types of cuisines, trying new things. For the most part, I eat really a lot of different ingredients and styles of cuisines. So, you know, depending on what your dietary needs are or, or what you like, you can always adapt some of these tips and advice to whatever your needs are. Like, so I eat a really whole food diet. I really um, actually sometimes crave those things like, you know, you know how people like order salads at restaurants. That could be me sometimes. Like I actually really do enjoy uh, whole foods and meals. I don't really um, gravitate towards fast food things like that. I really like kind of cuisines like bistro style like meals that I can make either at home or that I enjoy outside. And if I do go to restaurants, which I always enjoy as well, I try to go to at restaurants that are cooking foods either I'm that day too lazy to cook for myself or that I don't cook or tend to cook at home so that, that way I'm enjoying something um, that I wouldn't normally experience at home and cook and enjoy. So that's a little kind of background of everything. What might work best for you know my lifestyle and what the things that I eat and what I like to eat may be very different than yours but before we get into the kitchen we know where do we get the food? The grocery store you know. So if you're a single person living alone or with roommates or you live with one other person, like a partner or something, my best advice is that you go to your local food shop, not like once a week or once every two weeks, like or even delivery service. Sometimes I know that it's a good option for most people. Um, but if you really have the time, I really think the sweet spot for going to your local food shop is twice a week. And if you're budget conscious, I really think that's the best because if you go online, you can look at the stores nearest you, say if you have multiple options, um, look online for their flyers, see what deals are going on right now. They tend to have like a split between like between the week. So say for here, I think it is like um, Thursdays, it tends to change like the, the weekly deals. So if you go twice a week, you can actually, you know, 
claim the deals on certain foods like on the first part of the week and then the second half of the week go back to the grocery store and plan out your meals that way if you're really budget focused on your meals and every store sometimes they tend to have similar deals but a lot of times also they have different ones so depending on what you like to cook and what you prefer to eat you'll find different deals at different times of the week and different stores so i really think twice um, a week is really great and not only for that reason, um, but one thing I really value personally is utilizing all the food I buy. I really don't like food waste. I really try my best to not you know, waste any food that I make or I really don't let things rot. Like I really just buy what I can eat and especially that I eat like a really whole food diet. You know, I do have some preserved foods like in cans, like canned vegetables or frozen vegetables, things like that but I tend to really eat what's in my fridge and what's fresh. So twice a week is definitely the best to also sort of maintain, like always incorporating healthy, fresh foods into your daily diet. So one thing for sure is when you go to the grocery store, you know how there's like shopping carts and usually shopping baskets? Do not reach for that shopping cart. Go for the basket. And I say this because, especially if you're living alone you're cooking for one or maybe you're cooking for two buying ingredients at the store and utilizing the basket is much more helpful than the huge shopping cart and i say this because the basket helps to maintain the amount that i buy and also the amount that i'm a lot i can carry back home so say if i'm going to a store really close and i don't have my car i'm not driving then i know with the basket this is how heavy like I can carry something back to the house and also that whatever I carry is like kind of a perfect amount of foods they te- like depending on the packaging also but one basket full of products and food is a, just a good enough amount of food for like a few days or for that week especially if you go another time during that week so if you go twice a week you always use the basket it really assures that I can walk back all those groceries because I can carry them, that I'm not overbuying anything and that I stay within um, a certain amount of foods that, I, that won't go to waste that I will use throughout the week. So the next thing that you're doing when you're in the store, you know, you're like going, maybe you have a shopping list, maybe you have a plan. Um, there are certain foods I tend to always buy because they have a longer shelf life and fridge life. There also is depending on what you buy for fresh foods, like there is better methods of storage for them. Um, For example, apples are better to be in the fridge. They like to be stored in like, even though in the grocery store, they're kind of not usually in the fridge. The best way to keep them to last longer is to store them in the fridge once you get home. So I really recommend certain ingredients. Uh, these, These are like the foods that I always have on my shopping list. And that if you don't like certain certain foods that are on this list, you can just take them out. But I highly encourage uh, buying also seasonal fruits and vegetables and including these um, food items on your list every time you go grocery shopping. And my go-to shelf life fridge foods are apples, cabbage, lemons, limes, eggs, spinach, and bananas. So spinach and bananas are two that I have on my go-to food list because they're key ingredients for making like a lot of things. 
Um, they're very versatile. I primarily use this to make homemade smoothies at home. I always put spinach, bananas, and I always have frozen berries in my freezer that I'll add and just blend that up with some water or some soy milk or something and chia seeds, and then that's ready to go. So spinach and bananas are really versatile. They are great because you can eat them fresh. Um, if they start to wilt or the, ban the banana starts to get too ripe, you can just stick them in the freezer and use them another time. They last in the freezer a long time. Um, very versatile again, like spinach can be added to like pasta dishes, soups, salads, sandwiches, smoothies. And bananas are a good like source for toppings for breakfasts. So if you have like oatmeal or cereal, you put bananas on top or even on toast with peanut butter, desserts and overall like as, as a snack. So bananas and spinach are super good. The other ones I always try to include is like a citrus, which are the lemons and limes. They're really just good to add flavor to everything. Again, pasta dishes, soups, um, you can make marinades out of them. They add flavor to your water, to your tea. And they're also a natural preservative. So if you ever, say, cut half a lemon to use for something and you put it back in the fridge, if you ever like, cut up apples or some other fruit vegetable and you stick that half of lemon in there, um, in the container or bag or whatever you're storing your other cut up fruits, vegetables, it helps to preserve the life, the shelf life again of that food that you're putting together with. So natural preservative in general and it just adds a lot of flavor to so many things especially like for sauces and for you know your water and tea the last three things i always include are apples cabbage and eggs they stay good for really up to two weeks in the fridge uh, apples are a great source of energy and fiber and easy to bring on the go i tend to like the apples that are like gala apples fuji like the really sweet apples um, and then the only time I'll use the sour ones, like the green one, are really for if you're baking something, because when you're baking something, you're adding sugars and stuff to your recipe. So if you're making apple pie, definitely do the Granny Smith green apples, because in the end, once they're cooked off and they're like combined with the sugars and stuff you're putting in the pie, it's become sweet and it's not sour. And also sometimes you can also use... Um, you can mix cabbage and apple like either raw, top it on on a salad or actually like to wilt it down and to mix it with like Italian sausage or something. And it makes like a meal without, you know, a, a carbohydrate like rice or pasta. It's just a dish with sliced green apples, cabbage, onion and some protein, like a sausage of some sort. And that's super good like on a winter's day and like really cabbage lasts super long in the fridge. Just whenever you use it, try to wrap it back up with some plastic wrap or in a container. And then eggs are like the final one. I think eggs for many cultures, many families, many people, like a superfood I feel like everyone has in their fridge at some point. I read some, sometimes there's recipes that have no eggs because I think some people might be allergic to eggs. I've never met someone personally with lurch eggs, but that would be very hard because I think eggs are like in a lot of things, especially if it's like a baking thing. But um, eggs are a super good one to have in your fridge to always buy. You can use eggs as simple as just boiling an egg and using it as a snack. I like to personally, yeah, boil a bunch of them and then have them for the week as a breakfast or snack. I like to throw them into my fried rice and my ramen. And eggs, again, are good for whenever you're baking something as well or trying to bind things together. 
and they last to like two weeks or more so it's very a good staple to have in your house in your fridge so you're back from the store like you did your shopping and stuff like that um and then you just get to your kitchen you're like putting everything away but you have like no idea what to cook i know for some people it's like you go sometimes you'll go grocery shopping and plan to like just come home put your groceries away and order takeout because it's just the easier thing to do because some for some people it takes a lot of energy to go to the grocery store I personally like and it feels so adult to say this but like I really like going to the grocery store but maybe that's because again I like cooking and like trying different products of foods or things like that um but really when you get back to the kitchen you're like okay what do I cook especially if you're like for one for one person you're just cooking for one like what do I do the best thing you can use to whip up something that's really yummy and doesn't take too much time and then once you're done that meal really you can divide into up to two to four meals is really um, by utilizing your oven or if you have one an air fryer is really good I find the best and easiest thing to make is a one sheet pan meal. I'm sure you can find a lot of recipes online, like if you just type in one sheet pan. It's really just the concept of putting all your ingredients on one pan, sticking it in the oven and it being ready and then just eat it like that. So take some vegetables, um, it could be like broccoli, potatoes, carrots, you dice them all up into cubes. Um, you can add some protein, so like, f for example, chicken breast. So dice everything up into the same size, like bite-sized pieces. You would throw it into a bowl, add seasoning, so salt, pepper, Italian spices. Um, onion powder is a really good one. Garlic powder as well. You can even do fresh garlic and ginger. You just drizzle some olive oil. You mix it all uh, those things up in a bowl. You throw it onto that one-pan sheet, so a sheet pan that's covered in aluminum foil. I tend to always use aluminum foil because it just helps with the cleanup and everything. And you just put it in the oven at 400 Fahrenheit, 25 minutes, and it's done. Literally so easy. It's just basically chopping up the vegetables that you want to eat and protein, mixing all seasonings and a bit of oil in the bowl of those things and putting it in the pan. And, and then it's done. You don't have to, like, you know, stand up and be on the stovetop, you know, stirring something or whatever for that long and honestly there are options if you want to be extra lazy is basically like uh, at the store they'll sell you know pre-chopped uh, cabbage or pre-chopped vegetables or spi spiral vegetables things like that that you could just easily just throw all into a bowl and mix already you don't even have to chop anything so those are really good options and it's really easy and especially if you have an air fryer for this it really cuts the time in half so if you really were to do it in oven, it would really, I'd recommend like 400 Fahrenheit and 25 minutes in the oven for this recipe. But when you have an air fryer, you can do it at 380 Fahrenheit from the air fryer and for like 15 minutes and your dish is already ready. And what's really good about this is you can make a bunch of this and then just store it in the fridge, eat it within the two or three days. You can top it off if you like something more spicy with like sriracha or... I like chili flakes personally. If you want to add a bit of sweetness or other sauces, you can do soya sauce, you know, butter, uh, you know, honey actually drizzled is really nice on the, on those type of things, especially like roasted chicken and vegetables. So really that's like my go-to, like I would say meal is that one sheet pan meals I think are super efficient and easy. 
And if you really are a simple eater, you don't like anything, you don't want anything too complicated, it's so easy. So I highly recommend doing that. And it's really you're eating whole foods and good things for you. And you can always swap out the things you don't like. It really can be, there's so many vegetable guys, vegetables to choose from. So really you can make it how you want. Same as protein, it could be tofu. It could be, um, you know, beef. It could be seafood like shrimp. It can really be anything. And it's a super easy meal to do. The next thing I really want to um, talk about, and it's something that I've I've done with a friend and I thought it was really fun to do it. And I'm sure you've heard like the term before is meal prepping. So for some people it works, um, you know, they find it's efficient, it's easy. Like they take, I don't know, a Sunday and they just cook all the, all their meals for the week and they just eat that. For others... Um, who don't really enjoy cooking maybe or don't like eating the same foods over and over again. It can be challenging. But when I was living with roommates and if I was cooking for one, um, at one point it was really fun as I asked a friend. So I really highly highly recommend this as well. It's like you ask your friend if they want to do meal prepping together. And this can also, it could be a fun date night to do, like a little meal prepping together, especially if, say, both of you don't really like cooking, and but you know it's something you have to do in the sense, like, to maybe save money, or you guys want to start eating better, that it's a, it's a kind of a cute date night thing to do meal prepping together, and a fun thing to do with friends. I've done it with a friend before, and it really works out great for, like, both people. What we would do is we would choose two dishes that we would want to eat for the week. Um, so one time we did, the one, first meal was a vegetarian Buddha bowl, which was a bowl with rice, and we did a mixture of vegetables with tomato sauce and black beans. So that was our first meal, and our second meal was just roasted chicken breast in the oven with vegetables and like seasonings, just like the one sheet pan thing uh, that I mentioned earlier. So once we determined like what are the two um, like dishes we wanted to cook. We made like a little shopping ingredient list. We went to the store together to shop for the ingredients and then we split the costs um, for that for those two dishes and we would go back to either you know my house or my friend's house and we would just cook the dishes together um, and make it kind of like a day. So on a Sunday we would go to the grocery store together, split the costs, go back to say her place or my place or his place and then just cook those two dishes. We'd bring away reusable takeaway containers, store it all in, and it really made roughly like four meals per person. The Buddha bowl and the roasted chicken and vegetables were two different meals. So we had two portions of each um, meal. So each of us had four meals. So we could really eat it throughout the week. Sometimes I'd eat it for lunch. Sometimes I'd eat it for dinner. And it is a really fun idea and then getting a meal prep done together is also just more fun than doing it by yourself at home. I find it was like a really fun thing to do, especially when it's like something like, you know, when you're an adult living alone, okay, you need to do it anyway. So might as well do it with someone else. And it's like really fun. And also like if say you have those four meals and like you are have a really busy week ahead, you might not, you know, have time or be home to eat those meals. You could easily try to make meals that are freezable um, and that way you can just freeze them and then eat it whenever that it suits you or that you're available and that way you don't waste anything either. It's also pretty cost efficient depending on what meals you'd both decide to um, cook. So I really, really highly encourage doing meal prepping in 
um, either uh, with another person or in like groups. It's a really cool way to save a little bit of money and also not have to cook so much because you're giving half the workload to someone else. So there are like so many kitchen tips and recipes that I could share. And honestly, I could talk about this for hours because I just I just love, you know, everything cooking and food. I grew up watching Hell's Kitchen, Master Chef. There's even a point where my friends encouraged me to go try out for Master Chef, but that's really intimidating to me. So I don't think I would ever do that. But um, cooking, it should be fun and it could be fun. So I really like try to encourage people to like keep learning. And then in, and like I'm really e- eager to like share tips. Um, but instead of me, again, like babbling on and on about this, um, I, I think it would be best to get your feedback Um, you know, do you find this interesting, like me talking about cooking and stuff like that, or learning about kitchen hacks? My friends sometimes come to me with like specific questions or or inspiration when they don't know what to make. So I thought maybe you guys might have some specific questions as well or advice you'd like um, to hear. So definitely would let me know. I would love to open up like the conversation about this and just let me know if this is interesting. If you would like to suggest a topic or guest for future episodes, send me a DM at daydreamsandteapod on Instagram. I'm always just on there. Um, I would love to hear your suggestions. That's all for today. Wishing you all good vibes. Thank you so much for listening to Daydreams and Tea and have a good one.